0: Log Talk Radio.
2: Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Seth. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear, that's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday yesterday? Uh, Yesterday was let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. And we talked about that grandma out in Fort Lauderdale who is facing charges for allegedly killing her 11-month-old grandson by putting some powerful antihistamine in his bottle. Now, we've been talking about this, what happened to grandma thing for quite some time. As we see, these grandmothers are just breaking down, and a lot of them are being accused with killing and hurting their grandchildren, and we know that back in the day, that said something that was just unheard of, but... I don't know. I don't know. You know, we talked yesterday about, you know, listen, where are the signs? What are you doing with the signs that grandma don't want to watch these kids no more? And, unfortunately, because you are ignoring the fact that this is not just your babysitter, now it's costing the children their lives. So, come on, we, we got to pay attention. It's got to be a little bit more. To us going out, hanging out, or needing a break. Okay, all righty. Well, we also talked about the uh, ooh, the manufacturer of the beer out in China, Xing Tao Beer Factory, who has a video that has gone viral. Unfortunately. Of one of their workers, or I'm sorry, and they, and a worker that's been hired on the outside, how this worker climbed into their dry ingredient tub, but have no fear, they say that uh, it was sealed. That area was sealed, and no one has anyone or anything to worry about. Nah, I don't know about this, y'all. Why not just throw out the whole thing and start all over again? It's just something you just can't save. Come on, come on, come on. Well, I'm sure that makes all of us very concerned about the things we ingest outside of our home. Wow we uh, really got to talking about the mother who wrote into TikTok asking for some advice as to what she should do because her son came home, her gardener, which five years old, he came home with fingernail polish on his fingers, after they played pretend salon at school yeah and she didn't think anything of it she thought it was fine they were just playing in school no big deal but when dad came home that was an entirely different story dad went off and he wanted to call the school and get on the school, and mom just was not feeling that. So she went to TikTok asking, you know, what's she wrong? What should she do? And believe it or not, the majority of the responses was that dad was being a massive jerk, that dad was overreacting, that dad shouldn't have behaved the way he did. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it just like that. But it's another thing to now play anything that is in the opposite direction of your gender. You're naturally born gender. Yeah, I said it, and if you were listening to Saturday Night Live, you know exactly what I was talking about. We cannot ignore things these days, and including it in our church folk or infusing this conversation yesterday into our church folk segment, you know, we can't take chances like that at this point. In life, because unfortunately, where it was once safe to do these things, during this day and time where children, you know, are are being allowed to go to school and tell the school what sex they prefer and what sex that they are, and parents don't have a say, and you know they're able to be more expressive and make more decisions for themselves in this world. You know, we can't ignore that this five-year-old has come home as a little boy with fingernail polish on because the, the spirits that are now residing and playing such a heavy part in these children's lives, it's too much to battle it's too much to battle. We just don't need to make that level of introduction into these children's lives. No, no. You know, when you you, you hear these adults who are binary or transgender, you know, everybody, I knew I was, you know, I I, I was a little boy in a little girl's body and I was a little girl in a little boy's body, and you know, and and I knew that when I was five, and I knew that when I was thirteen, and you know, as I said on Saturday night, we can't tell you what you feel, we can't tell you what you thought. That that's not, that's not our ability. However, what we can say is we don't need the introduction. We can say that. We can assuredly say. We don't need that level of introduction. So I'm sorry. These days and times, you cannot let your son play in your high heel shoes and put your lipstick on. No, no, no. Please, 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 please don't don't do it. 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 righty? So, you know, it, it, it was a wonderful show yesterday. And our panel gave our listeners something to think about. They, they all three of them came strong, you know, with you know just some guidance from God through them as to how to move forward. And everybody talked about something just a little bit different. So it was it was a really good show yesterday. We had a good time over here, Pastor Jeff, Pastor KL, and. Keith. We had a good time. So go back and listen. I'm sure you'll enjoy what you hear. Okay? Okay. Well, today is Wow Wednesday, and uh, we're going to have a sparse due time crew today, but that's okay because God always has. A ram in the bush. Yeah. I'm going to give, I think I have a few more of those little tips for how to not, you know, store our food or how to better store our food. And I'm looking forward to what we're going to find out this morning because I don't, you know, I don't know what's on that list as well as. What Vivian has on her socially conscious segment, News Listing. Yeah, she always wows us on Wednesday morning. So I'm enjoying Wednesday already. And, you know, I always say when everybody else is trying to figure out how to get over hump day, God has already worked it out for us. So we're just going to walk it out just as God has ordered our steps to do so. All right? So go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when the Step is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stop smoking. Now start screening. No matter how
1: much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org.
2: Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Wow Wednesday, y'all. Yeah. Oh, we're halfway through the week by the grace of God, and I'm so happy to have you right beside me as we go through our day, all right? And uh we got we got a lot to look forward to and I'm going to continue before we get our girl Vivian on, I'm going to continue on our journey of how to store our little food. Alrighty? All right, where are we starting? All right, carrots, 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 carrots. Well, we want to keep our carrots fresh, and the best way they say to do that is remove the tops off the carrots, the green, the green part. And I remember a while ago we learned that you could actually do something with those green parts. Yeah, if you clean them up. I can't remember what it was. I, I know. I know. I know. I should remember. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But today we're talking about the orange part. All right? So we move the tops or the green part off the top and put them in a jar filled with cold water, Place them in the refrigerator, and they say it'll last from. They keep changing the water every few days, and they will last several months. Wow, talk about expanding a dollar! Wow, I like that. I like that. I like that because carrots. Again, you know, I've I've started using zip up bags for everything. So my vegetables last a little bit longer, but I mean they're not gonna last even in a in a ziploc bag for months so wow, wow, that's good, good stuff all right olive oil now they're saying that olive oil they you shouldn't just leave it on the counter because if your counter has some type of sunlight, it will not work, all right? They say 50 degrees Fahrenheit is apparently the ideal temperature for olive oil. So try to keep them in your pantry. Don't expose them to too much heat or direct sunlight, Okay. All right, they've been telling us how to store olive oil. Wow. Okay. Pizza. Pizza. Now, we're talking about pizza you buy from the pizzeria. And I'm telling you, this works, y'all. They're telling us, don't keep it in the box. Don't wrap it up in aluminum foil. Guess where they're telling you to put it? In a Ziploc bag, yes. All right. They say if you put it in a plastic bag, and now they're saying take each slice and put it in a plastic bag. Now, y'all know Pastor Steph is not doing that. I'm telling you that we do keep our pizza, our leftover pizza, in Ziploc bags, and they do last, and they stay, they Day, quite, yeah, quite a few days. You don't have anything to worry about, okay? And just pop it in the oven. And listen, when we put it in our little stove top oven that has like an air fryer and all of that, yeah, we put it on the air fryer for like a few minutes and voila, we are cooking with oil. All right. Now, bananas. I don't know about y'all. Bananas don't last in my house. So we end up using most of the bananas for smoothies. <laughs> yeah, we don't get a chance to eat our bananas because before we know it, the bananas are already like messed up and too light. So we just put them in the freezer and when we're ready to make our smoothies, we pull them out a couple of minutes before it softens softens up and we just drop them in there. And it also helps to make like a frothy that's what I want to say. Frothy smoothie because you get that little you know, freezer action. But for those who would prefer to eat their bananas fresh they say cover the top of your bananas with either aluminum foil or plastic wrap. Okay. Because it it, the, the the reason why it just goes bad is because they say it releases some type of gas. So covering up the top of your bananas should make them last much longer. Okay? All right. Bread. Bread. How do you make your bread last longer and fresher? So they say if you put your bread in the refrigerator, it will go stale faster. So they say it's worth investing in a bread box. Yes. And your bread will last longer. Now, This is one where I can also tell you it works, but you don't have to invest in the bread box. I'm going to tell you what we did. Well, not we, because I shop for the house. But I bought from the Dollar Tree one of those containers with the lid on it and bread lasts quite some time. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. All right, so you want to make sure that you uh, your bread lasts longer. All right, coffee, coffee. They say the best way to keep your coffee beans, put them in an air container. Now, the container that they're showing, you know the container that have, you can seal it with the little wire pieces? Yeah. They're saying that the, the, the ones where you have like a little screw on top, that's not airtight enough. That if you want to make sure that your coffee is fresh and maintains its taste, put it in one of those those jars. Okay, because that air freshen, airtight makes it even better. All right, all right. Cheese. Yeah, I need some. I need some uh, storage hack for cheese. So they say that cheese sweats, so don't put it in your um, your plastic bags. Now, that's how we keep it. So now I'm seeing why they say the cheese sweats. So they say wrap it in either cheese paper or parchment paper. So you have bacon, you know you have bacon parchment paper that's the paper that you can use in the oven. They say wrap it in that and it avoids the sweating of the cheese and it lasts longer. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Wow. Talk about stretching food. All right. For your mashed potatoes, they say that if you want them to last a long time, they say put it in muffin tins like to, I guess to get the mold and they say put it in a sealable bag but again that baking parchment paper can help keep it separate that's why they tell you to put it like in your uh, your baking pans because I don't keep like a little mold and that way they won't come together so make a mold or either use like a little measuring spoon you know measuring pot you know the little measuring cups that you use with your hand, okay? And put it in parchment paper, wrap them up, and put them in sealable paper bags, okay? All right, all right. Milk. Now, I don't know if you, how many of you drink whole milk, but man, those plastic containers. It, they're not lasting I don't know I don't know how you're doing how you're making out we're not making out very well and what we find is we have to pull it out of that plastic container and put it in a jar And it'll last much longer okay they say if you put your milk in the back of the refrigerator because the the temperature is more consistent in the back of the refrigerator, and that constant opening and closing of the refrigerator is what's disturbing your milk. Wow. Well, I got to tell you, we do keep our milk in the front, or they say don't keep it on the door, because when you constantly opening and closing your refrigerator on the door, yeah, yeah, well, that might be one of the reasons why our milk don't last, all right? So there you have it. That's I'm going to give that to you for today. And I know Vivian has our socially conscious segment ready. And let me get her on here. Let's say good morning to our girl, Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy
1: Wild Wednesday. How are you, Pastor
2: Seth? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. All right. I'm going to change my hearing device because I can't hear you that well. Speak again, Viv. Can you hear me? I can hear you a little better now. Thank you. Okay. All right, so listen, before we get started, what have you been what do you think about our storage kits? Have they been helping you? They have because I've been trying to eat better,
1: which means I'm eating a lot more fresh veggies and fresh fruits. So definitely going to save me some money because I do throw away a lot of these fresh veggies and fresh fruits because they just don't yeah. lie. So definitely going to be helping me save some money.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I know already it's helping me save some money because I throw out a lot of um a lot of stuff or either I'm forced to cook it so that I don't yeah. you know I don't like to throw out nothing. I'm forced to cook <laughs> it and you know, I I don't wanna have to do that. I don't wanna have to do that. And you know, we are encouraged to eat more fresh food But fresh food just doesn't last as long. So you're spending a lot more money than you even think. So you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. As we are learning how to preserve our food, we are going to save a lot more money. So all right, Vivian. What you got for us today? All
1: right, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with Meta being sued. If you don't know, Meta Platform, Inc. is the company that now owns Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and WhatsApp, among some other sites. So they are being sued by a group of 33 states, including California and New York, for harming young people's mental health and contributing to the youth mental health crisis by knowingly designing features on Instagram and Facebook that addict children to its platforms. That was a lot. So the lawsuit filed in federal court in California also claims that Meta routinely collects data on children under 13 without their parents' consent, which is a violation of federal law. They are saying that Meta's own research found that the company knew about the harms Instagram can cause teenagers, especially teen girls. When it comes to mental health and body image issues, one internal study cited 13.5% of teen girls saying Instagram makes thoughts of suicide worse, and 17% of teen girls saying it makes eating disorders worse. Reports say the use of social media among teens is nearly universal in the United States, and many other parts of the world. Up to 95% of youth ages 13 to 17 in the United States report using a social media platform with more than a third saying they use social media almost constantly. And we know how addicting these phones are to people in general. Now, they say to comply with the federal regulations, social media companies ban kids under 13 from signing up to their platform. But we know children have been shown to easily get around the bans, both with and without their parents' consent, and many younger kids have social media accounts. Other measures social platforms have taken to address concerns about children's mental health are also easily circumvented. For instance, they're saying TikTok recently introduced a default 60-minute time limit for users under 18. But once the limit is reached, minors can simply enter a passcode to keep using the platform. So... Of course, we love to hear from our listeners. What do you guys think? Is this a valid lawsuit or is this a waste of time? Our next story involves the MTA. As reports say, an MTA supervisor was fired after he was caught taking multiple flights to Florida while he was on the clock. According to a report by the MTA's Office of Inspector General, the superintendent who oversaw elevator inspections and maintenance from 14th Street in Manhattan to the Bronx took several weekday flights from New York City to his second home in Florida while he claimed to be doing his field work. Officials said the employee, whose name is Kenson Thomas, was caught when the Watchdog Agency compared his travel and shift records from January 2021 to June of 2022. Investigators found nine instances where Thomas could have, um, where he said he was working But he couldn't have been because they saw travel um, tickets and flights that were booked during the times that he said that he was working. The report found that Thomas was paid merely $3,000 for 49 hours where he claimed to have worked, but the investigation shows he was either traveling or was in Florida at the time. They say during the probe, Thomas did admit that he would leave work early to catch his flight, and he also admitted that sometimes he would forget to clock out. He also claims his manager's new and improved plans for him to work longer and overnight shifts in order for him to be able to travel to and from Florida every weekend. So he says he should not have been fired because they knew about it. And if they knew he was doing something illegal, they shouldn't have approved it. So, of course, there's now a trial going on to determine what happens next. If he remains fired, pays the money back, or, you know, if they have to give him his job back. Next, we have yet another business, staffing fentanyl. Police say they busted a drug trafficking ring operating from a Bronx pizzeria, which is across the street from an elementary school. Authorities said they recovered more than 100 pounds of suspected cocaine, crack cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, and oxycodone with an estimated street value of $4 million for Mexorilia Pizza last week. The pizzeria on Soundview Avenue is located across the street from PS69. The investigation began on October 19th when agents and officers said they saw two men taking a heavy shopping bag out of a car and into the pizzeria shop. Less than two hours later, surveillance teams saw another man with what appeared to be an empty backpack into the pizzeria. And just over 10 minutes later, police said they saw the same man leave the store, but this time his bag appeared to be heavily weighed down. So they pulled over this vehicle minutes later, and police say that is when they found five kilograms of suspected cocaine and other drugs, families and parents say they had no idea as this pizzeria has been open and on this block for years now. And students often, of course, cross the street after school every day to go over and buy slices of pizza. And this is what they were doing. But now we have our wow story of the week. So people are so creative these days, including a 22-year-old man who police say posed as a mannequin in storefronts in order to go on a shopping spree after the malls closed. Police say this unnamed man posed in the window display motionless until the store closed once the last (laughs) customer had left and the mall doors were secure. The man broke from his stance and robbed a jewelry stand, and he got away with it. Authorities said that the thief came back for round two on another occasion where he stole some food from a food cart, went through the mall, and stole a new outfit for himself. This time around, he got caught after working up an appetite and returning to the food cart for a second helping. That's when mall security saw him and called police. He was arrested, and police say he is now facing up to 10 years in prison. Wow. This has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wow stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian B.M., And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to all of you listeners. And thank you, Pastor (laughs) Seth.
2: I just need to know, as they ask me, where do you get these stories (laughs) from? Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you, Vivian. You know, I did toss the one with the pizzeria. And I... I was contemplating on whether I was going to bring that to the to the crew. But um I found some other stuff and you, you snatched it up, so we're gonna end up talking about it anyway. But um wow. Wow. <laughs> so you know, let's get to chatting. Let's get to chatting then. We're going to have Vivian join us today, as Tamika and Elza Maitisha are not able to be with us today. So, we're going to have the pleasure of having our girl Vivian on with us, me and Shantish, Shantice and myself. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. So, I'm going to kind of throw us out of sequence. So, we're talking about this MTA uh, supervisor who was fired for taking multiple flights to Florida while he was supposed to be on the clock here in New York working. Now, multitasking, but goodness gracious, (laughs) nine times in one year, they have... uh, I guess flagged this um, these trips, and he was paid like three thousand dollars for forty nine hours of technically unworked time. Now, as always, you dropping a dime on the people who was hooking you up because that that to right. me is, I think is what has what's happened. So I, I'm going to give Shalique an opportunity. To uh, chat about this. And then we'll go down and go Vivian. Good morning, Sharpie. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? That's good, that's good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. What are you thinking of this MTA worker and the fact that he was supposed to be on the clock? <laughs> but. On a flight. I don't know. Did he work underground or was he driving the bus? Because that is, <laughs> you know, you hear a lot of times, you know, of people, regardless of where they work, but they may chance it, you know, run to the store or, you know, do something, you know, be in another part of the building. If they work in a building, you know, in this case, he he works for MTA, so I'm not. You know, they're not really mentioning his direct position, but how are you supposed to be hey, at wait, work? wait 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 wait? wait Shantique, they did. He Vivian. What did they say he did again?
1: He was the elevator and escalator inspector.
2: Yes. <laughs> So somebody okay, so stuck in the elevator. More somebody stuck in the elevator, but you on a plane, <laughs> and they're paying you, or they're calling you, but you you you, you oh at God. you on the layover at the layover between wherever and Florida. That is ridiculous. How do you even feel comfortable? You know that you're supposed to be at work right now. How do you feel comfortable getting to the airport, going through TSA? Going through TSA, getting to the gate, sitting on the plane, waiting for the plane to go down the runway, and you in the air. Knowing you're supposed to be at work. Why do you feel comfortable? that? That's the part that, because again, you know, you they they really penalize you for, you know, and I've and I heard, now I've heard some stuff that people have done, you know, working in MTA. They're supposed to be underground, but they ran home real quick and all, and I'm just like, how do you say that? <laughs> I, I, I ain't never worked. I never worked for MTA, so I don't know how quick somebody can look for you, you know, so on and so forth. I just know, you know, about being on a job, period, regardless of where you work. You know, and that is, you, it's like you really, you really feel like you got it like that. You know, you really feel, I remember I worked at Cheesecake and I'd be serving my tables and sometimes I'd sneak over to, because we were in a mall. I would sneak over to H and M and be shopping. And I remember one time the the, the general manager, and another manager walked past and happened and was like what are you? And I was like, Listen, I I'm all right, my, my tables are good, somebody's washing the tables. I, I had somebody real quick. I'm all about clothes. I'm good. But I really chanced that. And I was next door. You, <laughs> you leaving the state. Goodness gracious. He ain't want that job anymore. He he didn't want that job anymore. That that's just a whole new level of I'll be right back. Yeah, that's a whole new level of I'll be right back. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Vivian, you know, this is a chance like Shanti said, this is some kind of chance to be taken while you're supposed to be on the clock. But you up in the air. It's crazy. And you want us to
1: believe that you wasn't stealing money, how did you afford to be flying to and from Florida every week and every weekend? How else would you have afforded afforded it if you weren't stealing money? Like and if you claim
0: Oh, I forgot
1: to talk out. When you saw your check and it covered a twenty four hour shift, you ain't say nothing. You you took that money. And you want us to believe that you thought you were doing nothing wrong. Like, come on. Come on.
2: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I used to, you know, I always tell you all, you know, I spent almost 20 years in HR. And I used to tell them, and I'll tell all of you who are listening, who may not have heard me say this, 100 times since I've been on this air, don't risk it. When you all sue, one of the things that an attorney will always go for when you ever get into an accident and you've been injured, they go for loss of wages automatically. That's one of the first things that an attorney will go for is loss of wages because they're like, oh, well, you know, this person was gainfully employed and, um, you know, now that they can't, that they're ill or injured, they can't work anymore. And let me tell you what they do. They subpoena your work history. Let me say that again. They subpoena your work history. Now, one of those things you do not want us, because we have no option. As a, it's HR people, once we get that subpoena, we have to turn over those work um, records. And more than likely, they, if you've been on that job long enough, it's two years, it's, it's at least two years worth of work history, because what they want to do is they want to show your pattern of work. So when they compensate you, they're not compensating a near do well and somebody who was never really on the job and now you talk about I didn't all so these wages and you were never really on the job to begin with. One of the things you don't want to come up is you got hit by a car 1.30 in the afternoon but yet you were still clocked in on the job. You don't want that to come up. And there's no way of us Because once I send in your time card, that shows, well, wait a minute, you were punched in, and I used to tell them all the time, y'all going across that street to that gas station, y'all better look both ways because if y'all ever get hit over there, and it is not on the, um, during the time of our break, they, they cannot now, they can refuse paying you. Now, I, we had somebody on work who applied for workers' comp. They went over to the gas station, to the store, and he hurt himself. And when workers' comp subpoenaed the records, they were like, wait a minute. This wasn't all break time. This was all work hours. He went over there, and, and it was a chance we all took. And when you, you want a bag of chips? You want something to drink? You just run over across the street. Real quick, well, let me tell you something. They can refuse to pay, and they did. They refused to pay him, and he was hot. And I said, well, I told y'all, you just came on stuff. You know, they can, yep, yeah, they can. So here he is on a flight. You done took a, like He said, you on a plane. And I agree with you, Vivian. There's no way in the world somebody's supposed to believe you really forgot that, <laughs> You weren't clocked out, and you see all this money in your check, and you knew you weren't at work half that time. Man, people will do all kind of things. But here's the part that that amazes me: he drops a dime on all the supervisors who was letting him get away with this stuff here, because they knew, they knew he was cheating, and now he's gonna turn them in. Well, they, they I was not supposed to. They should not let me. Man, I'm telling you. If you are a supervisor, you better make sure you told the line because they don't have any hesitation about taking you down with them. So, I mean, that was like a little lecture, but I'm telling you, it's real. And this was one heck of a chance he took up, like Ashanti said, not across the street at the gas station, in the, in the air. Like, if somebody... Got to some level of distress or needed some help, you could just pack up and go right back. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the one I really want to talk about. The lawsuit against Facebook, Instagram, and, and all of these other social media platforms and 33 states are suing Meta because the children have said that by being on there thirteen she Vivian said thirteen point five percent said that it helps them with thoughts of suicide and eating disorders, you know, all these things get worse. I don't know. I'll start with you, Vivian. What well, what's your thought when you hear that, you know, these people are suing because they're not supposed to give or they shouldn't give minors the option of even joining these social media sites. And now that these kids are on it, they're now being held responsible for what's happening to the kids, you know, um, when they are on these social media sites.
1: I don't know. I don't think that they should be held accountable Because like they said, they do have certain things in place that is meant to kind of help deter kids younger than 13 and things like that. Like, they ban kids younger than 13 from being able to have an account. They have these cutoff times, you know, they have these warnings out there and things like that about it. And although social media is known for, you know, making you feel a little self-conscious or having low self-esteem and things like that, it's up to you as a person, whether it be a child or otherwise, if you start to notice certain things or feel certain things, it's up to you to to cut it off. Like, because you do sometimes, you start, you know, kind of envying other people's lives and what they put on social media, not realizing that everything everybody put on social media is not real But you may start feeling some type of way, and it's up to you to decide, all right, I'm going to deactivate my account, I'm going to spend less time on here, whatever you have to do to, you know, kind of protect your mental health, then you do it. I mean, that's not necessarily what they created these things for. In their minds, they were creating a way for people to, in their minds, (laughs) be more social and things like that via the Internet. So, I don't think they should be held accountable. I don't. I think this is a, a, a waste of time, a waste of money, a waste of resources to go and sue Facebook and Instagram for the mental health of, of kids. As a parent, you need to be more responsible for your children, regardless of their age, whether they're 13. If they're younger than 13, they have no business having a social media platform. And if they're older than 13, because uh, they, they said 13 to 17, so if they're, they're, those are still children. So as a parent, you should be more responsible on making sure your child is not suffering through any mel- mental health issues due to Instagram or Facebook or any other social media platforms.
2: All right, all right. All right, Shantese, what's your thought on this year? That was exactly my thought. You know, these social media, they present the platforms and people are doing what people are doing. And we know that a lot of times, you know, this is one of those things where I can create, you know, Instagram, Facebook with one purpose, but... Anytime you allow people to have leeway, your there goes your intentions. You know, it's just like okay, well I created it to be, you know, you have LinkedIn where that's like the professional platform, like the professional version of a Facebook and Instagram. And that's where you got all of your, you know, elite people. That's that's where they they communicate and. You know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is more of just like a social media platform, more leisure. They're still business conducted. You know, you can still network on those, but LinkedIn is really for the business world. Um, And doesn't mean that stuff doesn't happen there, but I I completely agree with what Vivian said. That's what I was thinking. If you as a parent, and of course if they're older than 13, you... Try to still have control, but you don't have as much control as you would like because you know that's when they're above age thirteen. You know they learn to be a little more sneaky and all of that, but you still do your due diligence as a parent. And for the most part, parents are not. You know, I I had a parent tell me for a child who was younger than than eleven. Oh, you know, I well I can't. What did they say? I, I can't tell her she can't talk or something. I was like, oh, because what happened when she went to go buy that phone? Well, she didn't buy it. I did. So then what are you talking about? You can't tell her that she can't be on a phone at a certain time, or she can't talk to somebody, whatever they said. And I'm just like, how are you giving this child that much control and leeway When they're a child, they didn't buy the phone, they don't pay the bill, how are they now telling you what they're doing? So now, because of your negligence, you're going to sue the people who created these platforms when, like Vivian said, and it's true, you know, a lot of these kids, even under 13, they're very savvy. You know, when you go on, you start your Facebook account, and you have to put in your birthday Obviously they know that they got to put in their birthdays like they were born in the 80s or early 90s. You can't have no Facebook account you were born in 2015 because they they're going to flag you. <laughs> so now they know. They know that I got to put I was born April 10, 1986 or something like that in order for me to to have this. And if you have a if you make sure that not only you're on top of your child, but you keep your child around people who care about them. Because I found out about my niece's Facebook page by somebody else, not her mama. Somebody else called me and was like, "What is she doing with a face?" But I almost passed out one more. I was like, "You're lying. You're lying." There's go. No. If I could have flew to her house, because she knows better, but because she's surrounded. By not just her mother Not just her blood family But other people who care about her And they know how we are with her They immediately contacted us But like Vivian said Because parents nowadays are just so lenient And nonchalant And because you allow these devices to babysit your children This is what you're doing So leaving people alone Who was it Tom? That Leave Tom alone (laughs) <laughs> and, and whoever done bought Facebook from Tom and, and all that. Right. And you just make sure that you're on point because, like Vivian said, you probably have to, you you're probably supposed to be deactivating your Facebook. So maybe if you paid attention mm. to what you should be doing, then you would be paying a lot more attention to what your children should or shouldn't be doing. You know, I was, as soon as Vivian said it, when she was given the news, the first thing I said, "Well, then, whose responsibility is this?" I agree 100% with you, ladies. I, I, I'm trying to figure out, well, what in the world is going on? You know, why why are you holding someone else responsible for? You know, this particular issue, you know, whose responsibility is it when these people and these kids go on on social media and they have all of these accounts and now you have this out of control? You know, okay, so when I look at social media and I didn't spend too much time, so now they're suicidal thoughts and and now they're eating disorders and all of this kind of stuff. So when do we teach our children when to say enough? When do we teach our children to, to, like Vivian said, hey, know when to draw the line if you see that these things are um, invading your thoughts and it's becoming a little too much. Then get out of it. If you don't learn how to control social media and now social media is controlling you, then where are you going to learn to draw the line in in anywhere in your life? Anywhere in your life, you're going to have to learn how to draw the line. There are a lot of things we start in life so we realize, okay, you know what? Uh, this ain't for me. This is not for me. So, therefore, uh, I need to get a part of this. Whether it's relationships, even some friendships. You know, you know you're not talking about just intimate relationships. So now you've gone on a social media site that you have no business on, and now somebody needs to be responsible when it affects you negatively. Well, that's why you weren't supposed to be on it, because they anticipated that it would affect you negatively. So we need to wake up, and we need to teach our children boundaries. We need to teach our children limitations we need to teach our children how to be obedient be obedient i when when i heard that there was mariah had a facebook page i'm like well oh, how would she even get that what birthday did she uh-huh. put in you know so you, and immediately we spoke to her about that and we didn't just speak to her about the fact of one thing we talked to her about the entire thing all the things that could go wrong and know what's for you at your age. And this is what happens when we allow these children in our world. Y'all y'all figured y'all could give them a phone. Oh, they got to have a phone because I've got to know where they are. Our parents had to deal with it. We made out okay. Now, I'm not saying that having a phone has not been, you know, helpful at times. But, listen, you put the phone in their hand. It ain't just a phone. It's not access into this world. And as we uh, got from Vivian last week, the world has its access to them. So we got to make sure we teach our children what it is to, you know, Pay attention to the rules. Acknowledge and obey the rules. And when we see things are getting to be a little too much, then step back from it. So if you started having suicidal thoughts from Instagram, something that you don't have to be on, then get off of Instagram. I'm going, I'm going to stay on Instagram after having suicidal thoughts and yet, somebody else got to bring up a lawsuit for me to get off a of, uh, No, 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 no. No, it, it's almost like, you know, when people, I don't go on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account because, you know, it's it's just so negative. And, uh, excuse me. It is what you make it. I have not had one fight mm-hmm. on Facebook, and I've been on Facebook since 2009. I'm sorry. It's 23. I, over 10 years. I have not had any problems. Um, half the people I know have not had any problems. So it's up to you, you know, what you do with these social media platforms and, you know, young people ain't got no business on it and now we're seeing why. We're seeing why. Look, I don't know. Pastor, I don't know, ladies. Pastor staff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Another thing these parents need to understand is um, also something that Vivian mentioned. Two things real quick. One, a lot of these things you see on Facebook isn't real. I have witnessed I see a lot of people posting stories of them on vacation at parties and the the depiction the they put up is they live in a i oh, can't stand that term living their best life or whatever and I start finished talking to you, and your life isn't sham and I'm like, how you got time to post, and you need to be sitting in someone somebody's therapist office. I, whatever. But these people who don't know would think that this here is your real life. Another thing, too, right. for the parents right. is a lot of these parents have to understand that social media has become one of the main ways these traffickers get to your kids. So you keep letting these devices right. babysit your kids. These traffickers, these sex traffickers, these child traffickers... Are also babysitting social media because they're paying attention to the posts that these kids are putting up. They're paying attention to the age. They're paying attention to all of that, and they're luring your kids to them, and they're now becoming a um, a child in the sex trafficking world. So, the the parents really need to make sure that they're on high alert as to what their kids are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. In like, that's why I brought up last week last week's story from Vivian where the um, where the roadblocks, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the, child, the girl he picked up the eleven year old on roadblocks. And, you know, this is how they gain access, like you said. And we talk about that we talked about that last week, you know. How do you stop, you know, the adults from infiltrating um how would you like the um the uh oh, I'm sorry. I just lost my thought. Um, <laughs> these bullet because they're out there. Plain and simple as that. And um you know, the this is the this is the risk we run. This is the risk we run. So, you know what? <sighs> let's get ourselves together. Let's get ourselves together. Let's make sure we know what our kids are doing. As you ladies have said, let's make sure we're paying attention to the the sites. You know, like you said, Shartis, you know, limit your kids. Let them know right up right right from the beginning. You can't can't be on Instagram. You can't be on Facebook. that That's just, no. But before I even give you this phone, here are your parameters. So when you don't put those parameters together, now what happens? Everybody's out of control. So I don't know. I don't know. All righty. All right, so. We've got this pizzeria, oh, my goodness gracious, that, you know, they found that they were dealing crack, heroin, fentanyl, all kinds of stuff, out of this pizzeria, across the street from a school, which, like uh, Vivian said, you know, this, that that's the thing. You know, when we were going to school, that's the thing. You go to the deli, you go to the pizza shop. These places are jam-packed with children and what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? teach you got first leg on this one. So was the the were they pimping the drugs to the kids or this this pizza shop is just the front for just the drug activity in general? It was pretty much the front. It was pretty much the front. They okay. they didn't say anything about Um, And, and Vivian, you can stop me if I'm wrong. They didn't say anything about them selling drugs to the children. This was just a front, you know, for how they were, you know, kind of moving the drugs. Am am I right, Vivian?
0: Right, yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, it's only a matter of time before they start selling to the kids because that's a high market. And you're a drug dealer very few I don't know too many drug dealers that have morals. Uh you know, I don't I don't sell, you know, this is ain't my clientele, you know, this ain't my target audience. So we're not gonna sell to the kids even though we're across the street from the school. So and some, some some kids and got something slipped to them along with their two slices of pizza and their soda Because I agree past stuff. I remember being in school, um, even in junior high school, you know, we would leave school go to the Ave, and every Friday, that was a thing. It was Friday, I get to go hang out a little bit before going home. We go to the the spot, the food court, and go to the pizza spot in there, sit and chill. I had to bring a flight home for my sister and all that. So now you're set up across the street where you know kids are going to spend money all the time. It's only a matter of time if they haven't already started selling to these kids. And that is just the. Disgusting. This as a front period Even if this was a pizza shop In an industrial area That's a front is horrible But to make matters worse Now mm. you're set up across the street From the school oh, God forbid A drug deal going wrong And somebody just Driving or walking by Just starts spraying that pizza shop With all these innocent children In there if they don't get locked up for anything else, they need to get locked up just for endangering the lives of these kids. Because even if you didn't sell to any mm-hmm. kids, it it's only a matter of time before something go wrong, or somebody get jealous that you're making all this money, and now they want to come and shoot up the pizza sh- the pizza spot. It, it's just like mm-hmm. nobody stops at mm-hmm. anything now because it's just it's about greed. And I know that I can set up mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. I know that it's constant foot traffic. I know that it's constant money. So now, not only can I sell these drugs, but I can actually sell a lot of pizza, too. Oh, this is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. 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 Ooh, there's. What's your thoughts?
1: I mean, it's it's like you don't even have to sell it to the kids in order for it to be harmful because we just heard the story of the daycare that was storing the, the fentanyl mm-hmm. around their mat and the kids just mm-hmm. inhaling it, and one of the babies died. So you don't even have to sell mm-hmm. it to the kids in order for it to be harmful to, to them. You are you have it around their food. So they just going mm-hmm. in there thinking they're going to get a slice mm-hmm. or two, and then they wind up eating it, and it was, you know pretty much laced with fentanyl and now they wind up dying so like it's just it's just ridiculous it's bad enough like shanti said that it's across the street from the school and anything could go wrong but just having it around their food is harmful enough like people just don't care anymore and it's just sad it's really sad
2: yeah you know when you were given the story and I, was, I remembered when I saw the, the, uh, the headline, and the first thing I said to myself was, well, first of all, there's a, there's a couple of things. The first two things came to my mind was every school is a drug-free zone. If you're across the street from the school, you're going to jail for big time. Big time. Because it is a drug-free zone. Anytime you are selling drugs, Around the school, you're going to eat a whole lot of years for that if you're ever caught. That was one of the first things that came to my mind. The other thing that came to my mind was kind of like what Shanti said, a a, a drug deal gone bad. Somebody tries to rob the pizzeria because they know that you're storing drugs there and you got the kids there. So now you've got all this harm coming to the children. And I'm saying to myself, you know, come on, you're, 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 stop, stop, stop. It, 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 this world has gone absolutely buck wild. It really has. There, there are no boundaries on anything anymore. You have the, the, the drugs stored where the babies sleep, where their mats are. You got, you know you got heavy traffic of children in this pizzeria. Let me tell you something. They didn't just start this drug business. This has been going on. It's just been going on. It's just been growing. Now, Vivian, did they ever say what attracted them to the pizzeria to even start monitoring?
1: No, they just talked about um, the day it started that they noticed them bringing in a heavy bag. And then someone with the empty bag going in and walking out with a bag full of stuff. So, I I don't know what made them start watching. They didn't say.
2: Okay. Well, that that ain't the first day. Ain't the first day. Ain't the first month. They've been doing this for a minute. And they got sloppy. They got sloppy. And like you said, you know, they they went in with the empty bag and came out with the full bag. And, you know, there's something happened. Somebody told Somebody, some something happened that drew their attention to this pizzeria. And the fact that there were children there, like you said, ladies, it, it, there's just no boundaries that say, you know what, listen, we're going to do this, but we're not going to do this anywhere near where there are children, you know. Or, no, it is just no, there are no boundaries. And you know that this pizzeria has been there for years. Because let me tell you something else. Let me tell you how I know this has been going on for a while. This was not a Little Caesars pizzeria. Why do I say that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pizzerias are authentic. Pizzeria, you see, they have been in that spot since grandmama's grandmama. No, I'm telling the truth. They didn't put up no pizzeria last year.
0: Mm-hmm. These
2: spots are authentic. Everybody knows this pizzeria. These people have been serving these the, the, the people, these kids. They've sold the parents. They've sold to the grandparents. They've sold to the great grandparents. They have been in that spot for years. This pizzeria has been trafficked with children for years. So. This didn't just start. They knew that they, by the constant traffic, they figured it would camouflage any attention for drug usage by the authorities. And they didn't anticipate that. Whatever they did, they either got sloppy, somebody told, somebody, some, something happened that they were not anticipating. But this pizzeria has not just started. No, no. They're putting little Caesars up everywhere. They ain't putting, you know, uh uh little Romero's <laughs>
0: Pizzeria
2: <laughs> in these neighborhood. No. You don't have no new pizzerias. That that ain't gonna no mm-mm. So, you know, now you have it where they're going to jail. Oh, they're going to jail big time over there. Because they are they again, it's like the um the daycare people. Children. They do not tolerate uh, drugs being sold anywhere near children, especially at school. So you're really in in a lot of trouble right now. Goodness gracious. Is it worth it? Is it, is it, is it, is it worth it? All right, really quickly, our crazy, 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 wow story of the morning about the man who posed as a mannequin in order to be able to, you know, flow through the mall when it was closed. (laughs) Vivian. Oh, goodness, crazy. This was
1: definitely a crazy story. If you look, if you see the picture that they showed, like, it was so obvious that it was a human standing in the window. So I don't know what time of the day he decided, all right, let me get in there now. But everybody walking through this mall, nobody noticed that there was a man standing in the window posing as a mannequin.
2: (laughs) That's
1: just crazy. (laughs) And I don't know what kind of security system they have, because you would think that once they lock up the stores and they, they activate the security system, any movement inside the store, I would think... Will cause the alarm to right. go off right.
2: right So how was he right. able right. to right.
1: walk around the store Taking things and eating food And all this stuff And nobody was alerted Like that's crazy <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh my goodness Try cheese That is but I don't have anything else to do but have a plan to wander around this building. When, listen, I don't want to be anywhere where they done locked things up, turned off lights. And now I'm in here with the mice just running around. Whatever other creatures. What if somebody else planned to do this too? So now we just scared each other to death. Because I'm not the only one who thought who thought to be in here after hours. What were you planning on stealing stuff to take home? Or how are you planning on getting up out of there? He so you, got you out think of there. You he's it. gonna walk out? What did you say? This.
1: He did get out. The first time he did it, he got away with it. He didn't get caught. To the second time.
2: So th- this is my life. My life is, you know what? Today I'm just gonna just spend the night in the mall. It's Wednesday. I'll spend the night in the mall tonight, and then I'll do it again Saturday night. Is this what? Why? do he, so he probably wanted to put that on his Facebook story. I don't. I don't know if i with you guys. I don't. I don't want to be anywhere where things are now closed up. Like, what's the? What's fun about this? What joy is this bringing to my life that I'm walking around? I can't get nothing from the food court. So did he pack he a, did. a lunch bag? <laughs> he, he, he did. He the food court? Yeah. Yes. That's how he got court because he oh, went back that. to get some more to eat. <laughs> oh, you are stupid! He should have packed the lunch bag. See what I'm talking about? I know. I, I, I can't I can't with people. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't with people. Why why was this a plan? Why would who why do you think about these things? Like what goes on in your life that this is now something to do? This this is now something to do. You know. Why what goes on in your life? <laughs> I think this is indicative of how desperate we're getting. That, that That's my thought. To answer your question, Shatis, and this is something that came across my mind when Vivian was giving the story, this indicates how desperate we're getting, where, you know, I've got to get creative, you know, quote, unquote. And now I've got to figure out how I'm going to get into the mall and access shopping Undetected And I got to figure out how I'm going to get in here And do all of this while no one is in here And, you know, to stand there and pose Like Vivian said, you know, you're posing You're posing And you're pretending to be um, A mannequin so that you can access, ah, 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 so you can access the stores and the food area and things like this. And th- I'm going to tell you something: it's just going to get worse. Anybody who's willing to stand up and, you know, pretend like you're a mannequin, and probably what happens is, is even if someone passed it and may have thought it was a man, they probably thought it was like a ploy. You know what I'm saying? Like this oh, this is something that the store is doing. Not so much that a person is doing. So I'm like, yo, this is absolutely mad this. But that's what concerns me. That's what concerns that's
1: me. If if I walked the if I walked around the mall because usually as a shopper, you know, you don't most times, at least women maybe, but you don't usually go into one store, get what you get, get out. You usually go and walk around the store a couple of times. You you know, you got the kids that's hanging around, hanging out in the mall. So even if I saw this man standing in there and thought like, oh, maybe <laughs> this is a joke or maybe this is a part of the store, you know, this is their way of doing something or whatever. If I walk by there a couple of times and that man's still in there, and it's getting close to closing time, I'm not going to say nothing. Now, God forbid he was in there to do harm and was able to stand in that window and pretend to be a mannequin, and nobody said nothing. Even if I thought it was, I would ask somebody in the store, like, oh, what's the man doing in the window? Like, is that part of a sales thing? (laughs) Like, I would say
2: something. (laughs) <laughs> like the same with nothing? <laughs> well, here's what's crazy to me. me. <laughs> yes. But Here's what's crazy to me. How the people who work in the store didn't know he was in the window? Right. When, right. Uh, when you, when you, you know, you have to set these mannequins up. You dress the mannequins. You ain't dressed this mannequin. And <laughs> well, what was he wearing? I dressed. How clean were the sneakers? <laughs> mannequins don't wear sneakers like that. <laughs> we, we dressed three mannequins, and I never noticed that there's a fourth mannequin. <laughs> but we have gone right. as this, the consumers, the customers, you who work in the store, you are never picked up on the fact that this was an extra body in the window, whether it was a fake body or a real body. This ain't never clicked in your... So then my thing is then, where's the safety from even the people that work there? Y'all ain't even right. concerned about your own safety. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's what I was thinking about when you were talking. I'm like, wait a minute. Even the store employees... Well, how dumb are y'all? So that means that he could have been there. So when the mall kind of closed down, but y'all haven't closed your store, this was a threat to you. Like you said, you could have yes. been here to do harm. Exactly. So this was a, a threat to every employee in that immediate store. And y'all dodos never paid attention to the fact that this was an extra um outfit in the window <laughs> they they oh, went from God. hiding in the back they went from hiding in the back because back in the day like early 2000 they used to hide in the back somehow they would ask to go use the bathroom which an employee was not supposed to let them and they would go use the bathroom but never come out they would hide in the back and then once the store closed, they would then come out and rob them. Home. Right. So they right. Just got to the point right. where they ain't hiding no more. So now, nope. now, now you're now you're, you're part of the display. So you went from hiding in the back to being part of the display. Next, you gonna be sitting in there with Chinese food, eating just straight up, telling them, "I ain't leaving." Because once y'all close, I'm gonna <laughs> rob you. That that's just that next it's gonna be, it's gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you, like don't shut the clock out early. Just I, I'm chilling in here. Just when you when you clear out, just expect me to stay because I'm going to rob you. Because that, that, cause I remember we used to get mad when we heard, I used to work in Models and it was something that, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was something that they said we couldn't do anymore, like us as the employee. And we were like, why? And they said, because in another Modell's, a, a customer asked to use the bathroom, And the employee told them yes, and we didn't have to hear the rest of the story. I don't remember the rest of the story because everybody just started flipping once they heard that because in order to go to the bathroom, you are literally going to the back of the store where only us employees are supposed to go. That's where our lockers are. There's no other way out from what I knew. So there's plenty of hiding spots back there. So they're not even doing that anymore. It's just becoming more and more like the boldness is getting real. The bold. Yeah, I, I said it, that. yeah, but right. mm. mm. no, that's why I said we're getting more desperate and we're doing more things. Because when have you been so bold that you gonna stand in the window? And let me tell you something. He had to have watched them, because if this was a per, a, a, a set of people that was on alert, he wouldn't have tried it. He wouldn't have tried it. He wouldn't, have tried it. He wouldn't have tried it at all. Now, no, he knew they weren't paying the hood. What'd you say? I said, that wasn't in the hood because the outfit wouldn't have gone. Once they would have saw the <laughs>
0: outfit was out of
2: sync, that would have already, already put everybody on alert. The people who were just walking oh, by, yes. Ned, the Wino, everybody would have saw, like, wait, how this outfit, this outfit don't go with the others? No. That's Mm-mm. what I'm saying. You all strategically mm-hmm. dressed these mannequins. How did you not detect that there was something in the window out of place? Because let me tell you something. Don't your nose itch? Your thigh I itch. was just thinking past you the, the knees. knees. You rub your nose. <laughs> You know n- nothing. You never move. Breathe. breathe. You. <laughs> you have to breathe. <laughs> you didn't mannequin's move. Mannequins don't at breathe. All. And you would have scared anybody to death. So that's why I see you said it before I did, John. That's why I was like, this ain't in no hood. Mm-mm. This ain't Mm-mm. in Queen Cinema. This is not. Mm-mm. In Green Acres or oh, the Road. Road, no, no, no. <laughs> Jamaica Porta Avenue, Road, like, no, yes, no, okay. no, no, that that wouldn't that wouldn't happen, that wouldn't happen because like Vivian said, customers would have picked up on that. And I'm No, like, mm-hmm. what is? It? No, that ain't no real mannequin, and the people in the store would have dressed these these mannequins. And they periodically go by and adjust the mannequin's attire because the 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 uh, the customers shift the clothes around, and they get mad at you wait, don't I, touch the mannequin. <laughs> wait, I was just about to ask myself what would have happened had someone wanted to buy the display. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I want those pants. You got those pants in the size? What size are those pants? I want those. Then what? It's just this is just like, oh my goodness! Oh God. I'm telling you, this, this, this world is just a mess. This world is a mess. Well, thank you, maybe, for indulging me in our socially conscious news. I want to just take a minute to go back. You know, I did like the conversation, you know, ways to, you know, respect yourself. And I figured with the little bit of time we had left that we could, you know, talk about a few more. Uh, Yet again, Vivian's socially conscious segment, you know, introduces, you know, these flags, you know, they raise these flags as to whether you really Respect yourself or not? Do you respect yourself when you were to pose as a mannequin in order to, you know, rob the place? Because pretty much that's what you did. You just did. It wasn't armed robbery, but you were robbing the place. So one of the things that they have listed here is I show that I respect myself as to not be selfish. How does that indicate that you respect yourself when you're not a selfish person? And I'll start with you, Shanti. I respect myself when I'm not selfish. Hmm. Well, selfish is you make it all about you. You make it all about everything you want. You put yourself first, put yourself above everyone else's needs you know, what you can do for someone else. And a lot of times when you're selfish, you're just filling yourself up with things that you don't need, a bunch of desires that are hazardous for you, are hazardous for your, your mental stability, your emotional stability, physical and spiritual stability. So I'm disrespecting myself by being selfish because now I'm just absorbing all of these things to now occupy my mind and my time with that isn't good for me, that isn't healthy for me. So now I'm disrespecting my time. I'm disrespecting my body. I'm disrespecting, you know, my, my emotional state because I'm not doing anything that is really helping myself to be healthy across the board because taking away from And when when you think about being selfish, we don't really look at it from this aspect. When I'm selfish, I'm now taken away from someone else because God has us here to not necessarily do for ourselves, but to really do for others. And in return, God takes care of us. It's a very, very, very hard concept to grasp, but that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be waking up and, yes, praying and, yes, giving our lives to God again today. But seeing how we can now help someone else, assist someone else and make a difference in someone else's life and trust that while we're doing that for someone else, God is feeding us, God is taking care of us. So if I'm now selfish, I'm now taking away from someone else and I'm not taking away from someone else to really set myself up on a real noble platform. That doesn't happen. It's with a whole bunch of stuff I ain't got no business doing a whole bunch of things. I ain't got no business. Eating, saying, consuming. So when I'm selfish, I'm now disrespecting myself by absorbing and just keeping myself occupied with things that are not good for me. Okay, okay. Vivian, I kind of like what they have here. They say by not being selfish, I know that's my way of showing that I know God loves me. And when I show that I know God loves me, that's a way of respecting myself.
1: So this is different or this is in addition to the selfish? Same thing.
2: Same thing. Okay. Just a different, um just a different perspective on it.
1: Okay. Well, what came to my mind is that kind of opposite of what Shanti said. Like we're not meant to go through this world alone. And God uses people to bless us. So when you are selfish, you you put yourself you you put yourself in a position To where God can't use others around you to bless you because nobody wants to deal with you. Nobody wants to help you. No one wants to look out for you because it's always about you. So you respect yourself. You show that you respect yourself when you're not being selfish because you're opening yourself up. You're opening up opportunities for God to show how he loves you by putting people in your life who can help you. So again, if you're being selfish, you're doing a disservice to yourself.
2: Mm. Mm. I like this ladies I like this I like the thought process Very good Very good Here's another one Of of another way They say that you can Show Respect To yourself Or showing that you respect yourself hmm. And this is something We talk about all the time Taking care of your body in your nutritional manner, you know, because that's feeding your mind, your body, and your soul. So I just want to take you first. So taking wait, say that again. I'm sorry. Taking care of your body shows your how you're being selfish. Is it? No, no, no more selfish. Yes, no more selfish. Okay. You know, nutri- ways of respecting yourself. And I'm showing that I respect myself because my nutritional intake, I understand, feeds my mind, my body, and my soul. And when I take care of myself through my eating, that shows that I'm respecting myself. Yes, you don't respect yourself when you know that eating this is going to cause... There's people who eat things knowing that it's gonna break them out, knowing it's gonna cause internal problems, knowing as soon as I eat this is gonna mess my stomach up so much that I can't finish swallowing it before I'm in the bathroom on the toilet. But because it just tastes so good, you know, and God will keep nudging you. You know, I'll I'll speak personally as well. You know, there's times when I know I shouldn't have this fifth cup of soda. And I'm feeling in the nudge, like, don't take that. And I'm like, okay, okay, well, let me just drink this last one. I won't have soda for the rest of the week. It's like, no, don't take that. How are we now respecting our body if we're aware that it's doing harm, but yet we're going to eat it or drink it anyway? And we like to make the difference, but it's no different than those who do actual drugs. You know, when you when you continue, like, I know if you think about it, when you are in this binge of, like, eating a bunch of sweets or drinking, let's say you're drinking a bunch of sweets, you, drink, you just keep craving soda, craving soda, or juice, and then for whatever reason you'll finally eat up to five, drink a cup of water. Sometimes that then breaks the, the craving for the sugary stuff. Well, like, I know for me, it's like, you know what, I'm not going to eat that pack of cookies. Let me have an orange. And I'm like, oh, snap, this orange is banging. I, I don't even want to look at them pack of cookies. You know, because now that, that has just now deterred even my taste buds from wanting those types of sweets. Now I want to eat more of the healthy stuff. But if I keep convincing myself to now eat how it's going to affect my body in a negative way, I am now disrespecting. My body, because I know that my body needs the healthy foods. You know, the the sugar from that comes from the fruits, rather than from cakes and cookies and, and all of that. So, really, it's no different than those who continue to drink and and continue. and Let me tell you, you have to be very careful. God gave us a switch tip about substitutions. And I had to ask guys the other day, you know, you don't, if you stop drinking, if you stop drugging, you know, and now you, you notice that you picked up other habits and you may figure, well, this isn't as bad as, you know, me drinking eight bottles of soda isn't as bad as me drinking a whole bottle of tequila by itself. It's still harming your body. So Mm -hmm. whether it's the hard stuff or whether it's the stuff that just seems a lot more acceptable, If you know that it is not helping your body to move in a positive direction, you're not disrespecting yourself and disrespecting your body. All right, all right. Vivian, you know, they say that you need to, you know, show respect to yourself by understanding that your nutritional intake is not only affecting your body, but your. um... Your
1: mind and your soul. Mhm, mhm. I think people take for granted all the time how big of a role their diet plays on their overall health, including your mental health, not only your physical health. We get on our teeth all the time about eating, because then she starts complaining about her sleep, and she starts complaining about this and that, and it's like, all right, but did you eat today? How you how's your eating been going? No. Because it plays a big role. It plays a very big role. It plays a role in your mental health. It plays a role in your self esteem. What goes in your body affects everything. So you show that you respect yourself when you are consuming things that are good for you. And the Bible says and in third John one verse two and, and, and different versions, it talks about how um, good health goes well with your soul. So even the Bible speaks about how what we put in our mouth also affects our soul. So you show yourself respect. You show God respect because our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you cannot be respecting God if you're not respecting yourself.
2: Mm, wow. That was a challenge, girl. Wow, wow, wow. All right. We're going to close with this one. Mm. Let's see. I'm kind of tossed between the two. All right. Taking responsibility for your spiritual growth and your own emotions. Ooh. We just kind of talked about this here. It's showing a level of respect for yourself. And I'll start with you, Vivian. Say it again. By taking responsibility for your own spiritual growth and your own emotions is showing that you have respect for yourself. Okay. 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 So
1: uh I'm starting to realize and I like it bothers me a lot now when I find myself or when I talk to others and I find that they pray keep praying for the same thing over and over again and it's like okay it's great that you're lifting this up in prayer let's say it's finances it's great that you're lifting your finances up to God but do you realize that you now have to put in the work that you can't just lift it up in prayer and fold your arms and just expect God to just drop money from the sky because at the end of the day, he's already answered. You have a job. You have a well-paying job. He's blessing you in that area, but then you turn around and take the money and spend it on stupid stuff. (laughs) So it is your responsibility to show yourself respect by taking care of your spiritual health, taking care of your emotional health because, Faith without works is dead. So you also have to put in the work to do your part. You can't just lift it up in prayer and think that everything is just going to magically start working out. So you have to take responsibility for those things as well, whether it's, you know, going going to counseling, you know, through the church or otherwise, whether it's um, just talking to, you know, close-knit people, like-minded people, people that you can trust, like-minded people. You have to do something. You do play a big part in these things as well. And then goes back to the story we told about Facebook. If you realize that this Facebook, this Instagram is causing your mental health to decline, you have to be responsible enough to to tell yourself, all right, I'm going to stay off. I'm going to limit my time, wherever it is. So you do play a big part in that. You have to respect yourself enough to pay attention to these things your spiritual health you have to pray you have to read your bible you have to be on these prayer lines that are set up you have to go to prayer night whatever it is your church has in place you have to you have to be a part of these things in order for your spiritual health your mental health your emotional health to prosper that's how else can you show respect to yourself if you're not putting yourself in a position to grow in these areas as well
2: Ah, very good. Very good. Thank you, Vivian. All right. Shantis, you know, respecting yourself is showing that you are responsible for your spiritual growth, your own spiritual growth, and your own emotions. How are we closing today? Definitely. We set ourselves up to fail all the time. As Vivian mentioned, when we know we should get off of social media, when we know we shouldn't be sleeping with this one, when we know we shouldn't be friends with that one, when we know we shouldn't be talking to this one, when we know we shouldn't be spending our money there, we'll set ourselves up to do all that. But we will not set ourselves up to actually be successful in our spiritual, for our spiritual health or our mental and emotional health. And we are doing ourselves and God and those around us because, again, God relies on us to assist him in bringing others to him a lot of times even just through our daily living, our daily habits, our daily regimen where we don't always have to say there could be plenty of days you're not ministering verbally, but you're ministering through your behavior. You're ministering through your actions and your reactions if you are not setting yourself up to be successful, you're ministering. But you're not ministering for God. You're ministering for the devil because you're showing people how to fail. So you're doing yourself a disservice. You're being selfish with yourself. You're not treating yourself right. You're disrespecting yourself by not setting yourself up as vivian said god sets you up with so much whether you're a believer or a non-believer this is how amazing god is he's not only setting up the believers because in order for you to go from being a non-believer to a believer he has to already set you up and have things in place Mm -hmm. that you on your own level can recognize so i may not be as intelligent as pastor Steph to say, oh, snap, that's that's available to me. But he's going to make things real remedial for Chantee at times so that Chantee can recognize that this is set up and this is put in place. This person is being made available to me so that I can speak to them or this is being made available to me so I can read or that place is being made available to me so I can go in order to be successful. But what we want to do is set ourselves up for failure, and we'll rather gravitate to the people, places, and things that bring us down. When we know we're not as in the dark as we used to be, when we know that they're bringing them de- that they're bringing us down is bringing us down. So we have to understand that we're disrespecting ourselves by not taking advantage of the outs that God has given us and not taking advantage of the people, places, and things that God is setting up for us so that we can do and be better in our spiritual life and with our mental and emotional health. Mm. Wow. Fine job, ladies. Fine job. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation Nice job, You're nice welcome. job, and we pray you have a blessed day before you all go you know it's it's interesting that two two weeks close together we've had Vivian and chanttif on, and no one else and I want to let you all know that there is a new a new show that's coming out. It's a video show. It's called With All Due Respect, and Shantice and Vivian will be hosting that show. So it's it's past the second with all due respect with your host, Vivian and Shantice. And, you know, you're just getting a taste of what they'll be offering. You know, I'm listening to them. And I'm like, wow. They're really showing, you know, that they can, you know, really pull this thing off and with confidence. You know, they've been speaking with a lot of confidence. Not merely mouth, not nervous, but, you know, they're, they're reading and they're studying is paying off. You I mean, Vivian's quoting mm-hmm. shots, he's quoting Richard. I'm like, I'm scared of these girls. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> so you ladies have done a fantastic job in these past couple of weeks. And I, I'm very proud of you, and I want to publicly say that I'm very proud of you. You have really shown that you have grown and why God is expanding your territory. So, you know, mm-hmm. listen, do time. Listeners, get ready with all due respect mm-hmm. with your host, John and Vivian coming to you very soon. God spares you. Wow. Oh, all right. Thank you so much, and God spare you. Thank you, ever, God, God. You have a blessed day. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Thank you. You as well. Thank you. You're
2: welcome. Thank you. Wow. Let's get this benediction. Well, wow. First Corinthians. Is that the one I wanted to? No. Romans fifteen thirteen. may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's what, you know, we, we are talking about today. You know, when you think about having respect for yourself, that's because there's a level of hope in you. There's a hope in the Lord that shines through and causes you to actually think a certain way. You know, when you put all your hope in the Lord, you don't have room to be selfish because, you know, selfishness comes from a level of fear. Being afraid that you don't get that attention, being afraid that you won't accomplish, being afraid that people won't see you in a certain manner. So, you know, you can't show respect for yourself while you're fearful. Because fear just drops all hope. And when you have no hope, then there's no respect. Because it all comes back to God. We can't respect ourselves if we don't remember that we were born and made on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. There's no respect when you don't remember those things. And and the one thing I love, this list is extensive. It is really extensive. And and, and it brings up things that you wouldn't even consider sometimes. I, I was looking through the list where, last week. I was looking through the list just now. And i have looked at some things and I'm like, your nutritional behavior, you know, the things you put in your mouth shows respect for yourself. And a lot of times we don't think about that. I, I remember, you know, doing nutritional tips here on this due time and, and asking, you know, so are you going to eat better? Or are you going to try this? And I like, no, I'm not ready. And I'm saying to myself, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. You know, God is not giving us these things. Just because. He's giving us these nutritional tips to increase the way we take care of our body and to increase the results. You know, we're being proactive. We're not being reactive. We can't not take take care of ourselves and then get mad when we go to the doctor and we now need meds. You know, so, you know, you have to work this out. You have to work this out in your head. And you have to be smart enough to know that there are many a ways we show God respect for ourselves, which means we show love for him, for him. Because it's he who gives us everything we have. And when we just disrespect, ourselves in so many ways, you know, I love this list because it kind of reminds me of how extensive God thinks. You know, we we have a very limited level of thinking. You know, when people are introducing us to things, we never did that before. So, you know, it's not something that I'm looking to do now. I don't want to try it now. I'd rather stay where I was. And I'm saying to myself, but yeah, we'll talk about how great God is. Well, if we're believers and we understand that God is great, then we're going to have to acknowledge the fact that God, yes, he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, but he is an evolving God. Because the world is shifting, God shifts with the way the world shifts. He has to shift. He has to approach us in a different manner, He's got to um, present himself in a different way so that we can get what he has for us. The way you reach Shanti is not the same way you reach Vivian, and it's not the same way you reach Stephanie, and it's not the same way you reach Mark. Everyone has a different way of being reached. So if God is a one-note Charlie, then how is God going to be in any of our lives at the same time? Come on. Let's acknowledge how great, big, and wonderful God is. And the fact that he needs to be able to communicate with Stephanie, Vivian, and Shantith all at the same time. And he knows that Stephanie, Vivian, and Shanti are all different people. He knows that Stephanie, Vivian, and Chantiste are at three different places in their lives. He knows that Stephanie, Vivian, and, 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 and uh, Shanti all have had different experiences. He knows that Stephanie, Vivian, and Shanti have all had the same experience, but it has affected the three of them in three different ways. So God has got to be an ever-evolving God because he's got to show himself to Stephanie, Vivian, and Chantice at the same time. So this list is so extensive because it shows us so many ways we don't respect ourselves in ways that we would never even imagine, in ways that we would dismiss and that's what we do with God. That's what we do with the Word of God. We we pull on one, one verse and let all the other verses go because this one is easier to accept. This one is easier to adjust to. This one is easier for me to accomplish. No, that's not God. And I, 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 I'm marveling at the fact that God is dealing with us and, and how we respect ourselves as we're talking about these different stories that show that we don't respect ourselves. All of the stuff that we talk about, is, it has something to do with the level of self-respect. In what shape, form, our fashion. And God is just that kind of God that he would make sure that this was in our face on a regular basis. So come on. Let's take God for who he is and accept God for what he's uh, giving us. And let's not dismiss or turn away any blessing that God gives us, regardless of how it comes. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph started off and I want to thank my birth time crew for always coming through big time. I'd like to say thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not, do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you have Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship in the Lord right now, with the Lord right now, because later it's not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. when it's Therapeutic Thursday, until then, I love you.